0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Blog Talk Radio. Good
2: evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. Tonight we are talking college football outside of the Big Ten. We are going to be previewing the Pac-12 and Big 12. We'll look at who uh, we think is going to win the championship. Uh, which coach is on the hot seat, the best game or game to watch of the year, Uh, uniforms that we like the best, places we'd like to visit, a program on the rise, and the most interesting program as well. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Co-host TJ Inman will be along here shortly uh, to go over uh, both the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Just a note, the Big 12 is having a conference championship this, this year. They do not have divisions. Uh, so the top one and two teams will duke it out after uh, the regular season as well. Uh, so they're back to our reality there. Uh, so I, I just want to uh, give a big thank you to everybody who bought Hoosier Huddle gear through our order form. Uh, we sold enough uh, products to, to make a, a profit and support our writers Uh, As well, we we sold in many states uh, as well, and I want to thank you, uh, you people, for uh, you know spending the money on the gear, and and I hope you enjoy it. And I I really hope you send us some pictures, and and we can see uh, you know what it looks like as well. All right, T J Inman is now uh, along with us. T J, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Very excited to uh, preview. A couple of conferences today. I'm. Uh, I think it's going to be a really cool way for us to go through these, uh, through these different conferences and give kind of a, not a quick but a, a comprehensive rundown of, uh, you know, every major conference that's out there. Plus, we're going to do the AAC and the group of five other group of five conferences as well. Um, kind of as a group, I I think it's a really cool way we're doing this. So I'm excited to get to it it's the
2: first time we've talked uh, outside of the Big uh, Big Ten, aside from our playoff picks. but we thought that we were such big college football fans that we wanted to expand our base a little bit uh, and show that we we do have some knowledge outside of the Big Ten. So let's start with the Big 12. Uh, Who is your champ? We'll go uh, category by category uh, and and go back and forth. Uh, TJ, who is your champ?
0: Well, I I know that Oklahoma is certainly the favorite, uh, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I'm going with the Cowboys, uh, which is, you know, a little bit of a surprise. But I I don't think it's too much of a stretch. I I think that uh, Oklahoma State's offense, which, you know, Mason Rudolph back at quarterback, possibly the best group of receivers in the country, uh, really good running back in Justice Hill that has tons of running room because you have to, respect their passing games so much um, and then you know what I, I really want to root for Mike Gundy and his amazing mullet I want that to be in the playoff picture uh, and as a result I'm going to go a little bit with my with my heart over my head but I do think Oklahoma State uh, is going to have a really good chance to win this conference uh, so I'll go with the Cowboys
2: alright I'm going to take Oklahoma uh They've been the favorite in that conference for a while. Uh, but the, yeah. the, there's a lot of wild cards going into this. A, a team is going to have to beat somebody, uh, play them at least twice in the, in the, with the champion, new championship game uh, as well. Uh, Oklahoma is replacing Bob Stoops, who retired uh, in June in the middle of the year, and, and nobody really expected it uh, to come. We'll see how Lincoln Riley takes over that program. Uh, they do lose a lot of firepower in Joe Mixon uh, and the other running back uh, Kareem, uh, but they do get uh, Baker Mayfield back. Uh, he the, the the punishment from him evading cops I don't think is either has has come down or it was kept internal. But I don't think he's going to miss any game time uh, or things like that. But Oklahoma has uh, a, a veteran offensive line coming back. A quarterback who seems to be on a mission to get Oklahoma to the playoff and back to the national championship game uh, where they think they belong. Uh, But that schedule is tricky, Uh, TJ. They do have to go to Ohio State, uh, and they do have to go to Oklahoma State as well. So I'm just going to take Oklahoma. I think that they're a little bit better uh, defensively than Oklahoma State, Uh, and Baker Mayfield is, is a heck of a quarterback. Uh, next up, we have a team on the hot seat, uh, who, or coach on the hot seat. Who is your coach on the hot seat?
0: Uh, Cliff Kingsbury at, at Texas Tech, and I, I'd be stunned if he's not fired at the end of the year. Um, I know he has had a lot of goodwill in that community based on, you know, he's in Texas Tech alum. He played there. Um, I think that they had kind of envisioned turning to fellow Texas Tech alum Lincoln Riley, but that has been taken out of the picture now. Um, Texas Tech, without Pat Mahomes, they're going to really struggle because guess what? They're still going to be terrible on defense. I'm sure that they'll continue to produce points uh, at kind of an arcade rate, but they can't stop anybody. Uh, They continue to have one of the most atrocious defenses in the FBS year in and year out. Kingsbury can't solve it. Uh, and I, I think that Texas Tech is going to have enough and, and look for a change of direction after this year. I'd be pretty surprised if they won more than four or five games, uh, and if they don't get to a bowl game, I don't see any way he survives. Yeah, I have
2: uh, Cliff Kings there as well. You know, he came in with a lot of fanfare. Uh, you know, as a guy, a good-looking guy, people, he took over social media uh, with that, but he's just, you know, you have to win and no matter how, Uh, you know, ruggedly handsome you are, uh, you're not going to, if you continue to miss ball games and not win games and and lose to teams like Iowa State, get demolished by Iowa State, um, and give up points like they did last year, uh, you're not going to be very good. They arguably had the worst defense in the country. Uh, They ranked at best, Their best ranking was against rushing, and that was 116th in the country. The other uh, two in total defense, they were last. Scoring defense, they were last. Uh, It's just not a good combination. I can see him uh, maybe even before the year, uh, the year is over. Their schedule is not great. Uh, Eastern Washington is a very good FCS team. Arizona State is coming into uh, College Station as well not College Station, I'm sorry, uh, into, I believe it's Lubbock. Lubbock. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Lubbock, Texas. They have to play at Houston. So, theoretically, if that team's not ready to play, they could be 0-3 before Oklahoma State comes in. And then, you know, if they lose to an FCS team uh, and Houston, that's not good. You cannot lose to an in-state team uh, like Houston if you're you're Texas Tech. Uh, So, he he's my guy in the hot seat. Let's go to best game. Uh, I had two to two to decide between, but I'll, I'll let you uh, put your pick in first.
0: Well, I think it's Bedlam, uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State on November fourth, and I, I think that that will ultimately decide who uh, who comes out on top of the Big Twelve at least regular season wise. Of course, it's Big Twelve adding the, the Big Twelve title game. It, You can't really say it'll decide the Big 12 title because officially it'll be the Big 12 championship game that decides it. But I think the winner of this Bedlam game on November 4th will be in that Big 12 title game, and uh, the loser is going to have to to be nearly flawless the rest of the way. Uh, Interesting for Oklahoma State, uh, that is in the middle of the toughest part of their schedule Uh, Their schedule relatively soft up until that point. They do have September 16th at Pittsburgh, but um, I think they'll be unbeaten going into this stretch. October 21 at Texas, 28 at West Virginia, Oklahoma at home, and then November 11th at Iowa State, November 18th against Kansas State. So that's certainly a tough gauntlet uh, that they're going to have to navigate in Oklahoma right in the middle of it. Certainly bitter rivalry. And this year I think it's going to have a ton at stake. I agree. I had two games um
2: I that I chose from. I ultimately chose uh Bedlam, uh but the other one was the Red River rivalry, uh between Texas yeah. and Oklahoma. it's it's an old rivalry, a historic rivalry, a bitter rivalry, and that's always a good
0: game to watch. But I think that Bedlam this With year new blood. Is the game, Herman yeah. Herman versus uh,
2: uh versus uh, Riley, Riley for the
0: first time, so
2: Yeah, so um but I, I think, you know, these rivalry games, I know it's the second weekend of October, uh, is tradition. It's just it comes very early. Uh, but yeah. you know, I think Bedlam's gonna be the bigger game, have more at stake. I don't think Texas is is just ready just yet to to put themselves back on the national spotlight. Uh let's go best uniforms.
0: Oh boy. I am I am torn here between West Virginia's blue, yellow, and white, and the team that I chose to go with eventually, which is Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm a sucker for orange and black, um, and I know that that's, you know, a little bit uh, – some of their uniforms are, are not the prettiest. Some of their gunpowder gray. You cut out a little bit. Can you repeat what team okay. you picked? I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Um, and over West Virginia, who I had second, uh, I love the orange and black combination. It's very unique. I think the orange helmets with the Pistol Pete logo are great. They've got the flat black helmets as well. Their white Oklahoma State helmets are cool. Uh, lots of different combinations, and I think all of them work. I don't love their gray ones, particularly when they go all gray, Um If they mix in the gray, it's fine, but when they go all gray, I think you're just wasting an opportunity to look really good, the orange and black. But uh, I went with Oklahoma State, but I I think there's quite a few pretty cool uniforms in the Big 12. Yeah, I went
2: uh, the opposite of that. I went Texas. Uh, Texas has that clean, white, and burnt orange look. Uh, It's a tradition in college football. It's a a tradition to watch on Saturdays, and and it's – you know, it's one of those classic uniforms that you hope they don't change. You know, sometimes they put yeah. the numbers on the number on there and, and you just hope they don't change. So many great players have played in that uniform. Uh, and I'm kind of a traditionalist, uh, although if, when we go to the Pac-12, I will not be picking a traditional uniform. But I I, I love Texas. It's sharp, it's clean, um, and, and I like Texas. And, and you'll see a theme. I, I have a Texas theme. Uh, Going on. So, place you'd like to visit, um,
0: TJ? Well, uh, this one I know is going to surprise quite a few people. Um, I went with Morgantown, West Virginia, which I know it's bizarre. uh, But I have, you know, I've driven through the state. I've stopped in the state. Can't say I've spent any substantial time there. Um, But I think it's really pretty. I think it's a very pretty state to drive through. Uh, I love the... You know, that the stadium um, is kind of placed, it's Milan Pusker Stadium, it seats 60,000. It's placed kind of in the mountains uh, of West Virginia. And I I just think the atmosphere looks really cool, kind of a late fall game, um, you know, something like Oklahoma State on the 28th of October, a night game probably, uh, that's going to have the West Virginia people, um, I'll say, well oiled and uh, ready to go, and then I, I would love to be able to experience them singing Country Roads by John Denver uh, at the end of a big win. I think that'd be really cool to, to be a part of, and it, it would be just a unique atmosphere that I, I don't think would be similar to anything we have around here.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely that's that's one of the cool places. I, I've driven through West Virginia to many, or to a, a, a couple of uh, IU games, namely UVA a couple years ago will be going through West Virginia again this year uh, and, and wait cars. That's a, a cool venue, but I, I'm going to go with Texas and Austin. Austin's supposed to, I've never been to Austin. It's supposed to be a fantastic um, a fantastic city in, in Texas uh, that's got great barbecue uh, and just Texas football on, on a Saturday. They shut that city down, uh, I think, and it'd be so much fun to see Bevo run out on the field uh, and things like that. See the band with the cowboy hats and, and and playing that fight song, and just to go to that stadium with so much history. Uh, let's go. Program on the rise.
0: Now here, I think the I think probably the the prominent choice and maybe the right choice would be Texas. Uh, there's no question that Tom Herman was kind of the splashiest and. and maybe the biggest impact hire of the off season. Uh, and, and I'm pretty confident he's going to have Texas back in the top 10 on a regular basis, but I'm going with Iowa state. I'm a big fan of Matt Campbell. I think he really did a nice job in the Mac and uh, has so set up up. In the storm. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm getting caught up with the cyclones, caught up in the storm. Um, I think there is a storm coming. I don't think that they're going to be great this year. Uh, it's going to be a stretch to say they make a bowl game, but I do think they win, you know, four or five games. It could be a, a one or two game improvement on last year. He's recruiting pretty well. Uh, it's a tough place to recruit, but he's doing a pretty good job of getting some California kids and sprinkling them in with a few of his Midwest ties. Uh, and I, I do think that they have an opportunity uh, with with Iowa – I think teetering a little bit. I I hesitate to call Iowa in any kind of crisis, but that's certainly not the case. But I I think there's an opportunity for Matt Campbell to kind of nudge Kirk Ferentz sideways a little bit and eventually uh, take that state not over because I don't think Iowa State football will ever trump Iowa football necessarily. But I do think um, Iowa State can at least be the top dog there for a little while and I think Matt Campbell eventually moves on to a a bigger job than Iowa State because I think he's a really good coach that's going to do a nice job with the Cyclones as early as probably next year because they do have quite a few uh, they've got a very young team that's going to return a lot of starters coming up in 2018 so I'll go with Iowa State and think that they make a top half of the Big 12 next year and they they set that up by doing uh, improving this season.
2: I took the cheap way out and took Texas.
0: Um, Yeah, that's that's probably
2: right. It's it's low-hanging fruit Um, and I'm glad you went out on a limb and went with Iowa State. Uh, I'm glad we could talk about Iowa State a little bit, Uh, but I'm going to go with Texas. Texas is the marquee program in Texas. Uh, yep. they just, you know, they got the young hot coach now taking over, uh, for Charlie Strong and we'll see if they could recruit and, uh, get back to where they are. It'll bring life back to, uh, back to the big 12. Uh, the big 12 has kind of almost been lapped by the rest of the field of the power five. Uh, especially now that they have, they have t- only 10 teams in the big 12, Uh, They did finally get back their championship game, uh, which should help in terms of the playoff. But, uh, you know, Texas needs to be good for that conference to be good. And they – Tom Herman should help that. They should have a decent season this year. Uh, We'll see what they can do. Uh, They, You know, if they knock off Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, they have a real shot at at, at, uh, at turning some heads, maybe uh, making one of those – high-profile bowl games. Their schedule is fairly favorable. They get Maryland, uh, San Jose State. They do have to go to USC uh, in non-conference. And then, you know, you get Oklahoma that's played in Dallas uh, and, and then Oklahoma State's at home. So you get your two biggest concerns in the Big 12 as far as the title goes at a neutral – one at a neutral site and one at home. Uh, you should feel pretty good about that. USC's a tough trip this year. We'll talk about them uh, when we go to the Big 12. TJ, who's your most
0: interesting program uh, in the Big 12? Uh, and uh, people are going to really, you know, stick in West Virginia and now with, with this pick. I, people are going to think I'm a little bit off my rocker. And, uh, but I find Kansas State to be very, very interesting. Um, and I know that that is rather bizarre. And I love watching them play. I just do. They're incredibly disciplined. Uh, they use the fullback, and, and the fullback that they have right now, Winston Demel, is uh, really good at his job, and his job is to you know, wreck people as a blocker, carry the ball a few times a game, and catch passes on some you know, well-designed fullback outs. Uh, they have a a very good running back in Alex Barnes, who I think is, uh, I mean, he's only a sophomore. He's uh, he's a really good one. And then their quarterback is is Jesse Ertz, who's a typical Kansas State quarterback. When they have good teams, he's the kind of guy they have. Not the best passer, but he does get the job done, uh, takes care of the football, and then he's just a big, strong guy that runs it. Probably, you know, better than... Uh, 80% of the running backs out there. He had over 1,000 passing yards, over 1,000 rushing yards, uh, 21 touchdowns last year, and he wasn't healthy. He's healthy now. They've got a, a pretty good offensive line. They've got a pretty good receiver core. And I've, I've loved watching the way that they play and the way they get the job done against all odds because there's no reason that Kansas State all should right. be finally loves- winning – I mean, they, they they shouldn't be winning eight to ten games every year, but they do. And uh, and I think they're going to do it again this year. I think that they finish with nine wins. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them in the thick of the Big 12 title race heading into the last couple weeks of the season when they do play at Oklahoma State on November 18th. So, for me, I go Kansas State, and it's going to be really interesting to see if they fall off big time because Bill Snyder... Uh, At some point, he does have to retire, you know, for good. But you look at the work he's done over the past 25 years. One of the best coaches of all time. Uh, Definitely. And and I'm sorry if if you cut out there. We're having Internet
2: troubles here. I'm in New York. The weather's bad uh, and the Wi-Fi is not great. Uh, But my most interesting uh, program is interesting for the wrong reasons. Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor their whole scandal, yeah. uh, the, the rape scandals and all of that. It's really going to be interesting to see how this impacts uh, Title Nine, how it impacts, uh, you know, sanctions on Baylor. Are they going to come – is the NCAA going to get involved? Uh, what's going to happen in terms of, of the school, the team, and things like that? I, You know, you could have a whole podcast on this itself, uh, but that, to me it's – it's, you know, it's a horrible thing to have. All right, we got TJ back. TJ, let's go out and talk about the Pac-12. Uh, who are yeah. your division champs? It's the Pac-12 North and the Pac-12 South?
0: I, I think the South is a very, very easy choice. Uh, USC runaway. I think they win it by, you know, at least two or three games. Um, I don't really see even a contender to challenge them in the South. And the North, uh I think Washington is certainly the favorite, understandably so. And I that makes total sense to me. But I'm gonna go a little bit of a wild card and take the Stanford Cardinal. Um I I just I love David Shaw. I think he's a tremendous coach. Certainly Chris Peterson is as well. I have a lot of respect for both programs. But I think Stanford, the way that they've recruited the past couple of seasons, uh, really sets them up well. And I think that Keller Christ is a, a really much better fit. They took off once he took over at quarterback. And I think Bryce Love is gonna be one of the best players in the country. Uh, at running back, I know a lot of people are worried about that running game with Christian McCaffrey gone. But guess what? The offensive line is still really good, uh, and Bryce Love is as explosive as it gets. So uh, I'll take them plus their defense, which is going to have a wonderful secondary, uh, a good group of linebackers, and their defensive line is always pretty stout. So uh, give me Stanford. I understand that that you know that's. Bit of an upset pick, but they do get the host Washington on November tenth, and uh, they do not—they uh, don't have a terribly difficult schedule outside of the second week game at USC. Uh, really, obviously, a very good early test, but beyond that, it's not a terribly difficult slate. Their other South games are Arizona State, uh, Utah, and. Uh, let's see UCLA. So, um, I I'm, I'm going to go with Stanford, but it wouldn't be a surprise at all to see Washington win that. Anyone outside of those two would be a stunner to me.
2: Yeah, it, it, there's one tricky thing with Stanford's schedule. Uh, they are the first or one of the first games uh, they're playing August 26th. Yeah. over in Sydney, yeah. Australia, against Rice. So it's how you bounce back. they do get have to go to USC right after that on uh, September 9th, not right after they have a, a week or so uh, a week in between to, to rest and, and uh, get back on to California time and things like that. But that travel is going to be tricky.
0: Yeah. I do think that that's good timing actually, because that's likely a loss no matter how you slice it. Um, yes. Wherever it's had to schedule, I think that's a loss. So you know, maybe playing, like, at Utah or uh, against Oregon or another tricky game, but, you, you know, a game that you're, you'd you be favored in uh, as opposed to playing one where you're going to be the underdog. I think you'd rather just take the game at USC, get it there, and if there are some travel problems with, you know, bounce-back issues, um, it likely wouldn't have mattered anyway. I know that that's certainly not the way Stanford's going to look at it, but uh, from my standpoint... I think getting that—that that, uh, you know, likely not your best performance coming off of a trip to Australia, getting that out of the way um, is, you know, just as well that it's getting out of the way by losing to USC on the road. So, uh, but so you're right, I'm gonna... that's going to be interesting, and and they have have Washington State on the road as well, which is going to be tricky.
2: Yep, I, I'm going to go with Washington. I, I think they made the playoff last year. They get Jake Browning back, Chris Peterson's a terrific coach. Their non-conference yeah. slate is cake uh, at cool. Rutgers, Montana, Fresno State. Uh, yeah. they're, they miss USC in the regular season. They get Washington State at home. They get Utah at home. They get Oregon at home. Uh, then they, they're they tough Toughest road games are at Colorado on uh, September twenty third and at Stanford, as you said, November tenth. I think Washington's schedule fa- is in favor of them. Uh, and, and they're gonna represent the North uh the North in, in the in the Pac twelve championship game in the South. There's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of things going on in the South, not necessarily good things or Reasons to be excited about the South, um, but we'll, we'll get to that when we have questions on the hot seat. But USC uh, should, if they come out and played like they did at the end of last year, they should uh, be the South representative and maybe get that first uh, that first playoff bid uh, for USC. You know, come, their sanctions are all done. They have arguably the best quarterback in the nation and uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, And they just, you know, they looked like a really, really, really good team uh, coming out uh, at the end of last year. So let's go uh, to that previously mentioned coach on the hot seat. Uh, Who's your coach on the hot seat?
0: Oh, boy. I mean, pick your Arizona coach, really. Uh, You could go Todd Graham at Arizona State. Uh, If they can't get their defense somewhat situated, which, you know, the over-under on that Arizona State-Texas Tech game, what, 100? I mean, my gosh. Um, I, I will go with Rich Rodriguez. I, I think he's going to be done at Arizona after this, and it'd be interesting to see if he gets another head coaching gig. Um, his career has certainly taken a downturn in the past few years, and I don't see Arizona being able to recover. They have a very tough schedule. I don't think they get more than four wins, and that won't be enough to keep him around. An interesting one to watch. Jim Mora Jr. I think is in a bit of trouble at UCLA. Uh, expectations were high with Josh Rosen on campus, and I, I don't think that they've got. Uh, I just don't think they've got the team around him. Despite Mora Jr. recruiting very well, I don't think the personnel is there uh, to to get them more than seven wins. And with USC rising back up to the top, of uh, the of that division again and back to elite status, uh, I think UCLA fans are going to be looking around that Jim Mora Jr. is not a particularly you know, cuddly personality. He'd be pretty easy to can, and they, they tend to think of themselves as an elite job that they, they could attract some really high profile names with. So I would not be surprised to see UCLA make a change despite some recent success for Mora Jr. But my one pick is Rich Rodriguez. Right, and I'm going to stay in the, in, in the
2: desert and go with Todd Graham at Arizona State. Um, his team, his, his record at the school uh, is 39 and 26 in five years. Uh, very good, but he, he is trending downward, and he has a prickly personality that does not give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, this year, right. you know, if you're winning nine or ten games, being a jerk is okay. Uh, but they went five and seven last year. Only won two uh, Pac-12 games. Uh, they lost to. They, lost to Ari- they got blown out by Arizona. They got blown out and they got blown out by Utah. Games weren't even close. Washington State beat them by five. Colorado they lost forty to twenty. They lost forty one twenty at USC. Um, ending the year on six losses, like they did last year, after starting uh, five and one. Uh, is extremely disappointing. Uh, this year's schedule, uh, you know, you got New Mexico State, San Diego State, uh, and I uh, can't find their third. Uh, con- oh, at Texas Tech. That schedule is okay, but, you know, can they get to the six wins? Can they get to that bowl game? Um, but Todd Graham could be on the move after, after this year without a bowl game. You, you, you just have to win games if you're. Planning to be a jerk and do things the way he he does things, and five and seven and two and tw- two and seven in the Pac-12 that uh, uh, is not going to cut it this year. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the best best game of the year, and, and we'll put this in the Pac-12 championship cannot be named as best game of the year. Right.
0: Um, I, I'll go Stanford versus Washington on the farm Friday night, November 10th. I think that uh, the winner of that is going to win the North, and I think there will be playoff implications to, it, to that game. Uh, Washington, it's very likely they head into that game unbeaten. Uh, it's not likely necessarily, but very possible. Uh, and anything more than one loss heading into that would be a real shock if they are unbeaten at that point, you know they, they could be the number one team in the country heading to Stanford on a Friday night uh, with Stanford maybe having one loss, maybe two, uh, in and in a chance to either uh, assert themselves as the leaders of the North or get a race still while Washington could be looking to, to wrap up the North title for all intents and purposes. So uh, I think that's going to be a huge game and, and those two uh, certainly, looks like they could be, you know, budding rivals as as long as David Shaw and Chris Peterson stay around. Those teams are going to be near the top of that, that division. Yeah, I'm
2: I I like rivalry games. I like trophy games. Uh, so I'm going to take the Apple Cup, uh, which is between Washington and Washington State. The final game of the year, November 26th. Uh, it, you know, Washington State's a fun team to watch. Under have got Mike Leach running that air raid offense. Uh, they gave them a, a you know, a, a game that they, you know, Washington state's having uh, had a very good year last year. Uh, they're looking to have a, a similar year this year. Luke Falk is back. Uh, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. Uh, they return uh, two wide receivers, uh, upper classroom wide receivers. They get three of their five offensive alignment back and, uh, seven starters on defense are back. So I think Washington State, uh, this game could also be, uh, you know, have implications for that Pac-12 North title. Uh, Washington State will have to, you know, out- outdo expectations, uh, but it would be cool to have an Apple Cup for, for the division title, kind of like a couple years ago when they had the Civil War game between Oregon and Oregon State uh, for that Pac-12 North title. Um, but that that game... I love rivalry trophy games. That's that's the game I am going with uh, for that. Let's go best uniforms.
0: A lot of excuse me, a lot of very good choices in the Pac-12. Um, I think UCLA's powder blues are really pretty, uh, but they could be much better. Uh, thanks, Adidas. Stanfords they're simple, and uh, you know, they really fit the program, I think. Oregon State's are, are looking pretty nice. Again, I like orange and black. Oregon can be really cool uh, at times. They can also get uh, Utah, I think, has a cool look. But I'll go with the classic uh, USC, um, you know, classic cover combination and, and a really classic look. And I'm throwing in, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and throw in the cheerleaders uh, into that uniform, because the whole look and aesthetic of the program, uh, again, a lot of cool options, but I'll go with USC and in uh, the Men of Troy. All right, I, I
2: see your 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 cheerleader uh, chip, and just raise you that basically everywhere in the Pac-12 has awesome cheerleaders. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go
0: that's, with it. that's
2: true. I'm going to go off the map a little bit and go with Arizona State. I love since they they rebranded a couple years ago with the pitchfork and and, um, and and Sparky uh the Sun Devil as well. Their black uniforms are awesome when they play at night in the desert. Uh their alternate they have alternate uh, chrome helmets uh, that have the orange pitch pitchfork on there. I I just I really like Arizona State's uh logo and how they tie that into the uniform and the field and everything. It's just their logo combined with their uniforms, especially the black ones are, are tremendous. Uh, so I'm going to go Arizona state there. Let's go play, place. You'd like to visit.
0: Well, uh, you know, a, a dream of mine is to go to the Rose bowl, obviously with Indiana playing, uh, I think it'd be, it'd be so cool to see a Rose Bowl game in person. Um, I I just have a lot of, a lot of memories tied to watching the Rose Bowl and the Rose Bowl parade and all that. Um, But, you know, the the UCLA home game just seems pretty sterile and I'm not counting it. Um, So for an actual home game for a team, I'm going with Washington. Uh, My brother lives very close to the campus. Uh, My dad has seen the stadium up close and it, looks like a really cool atmosphere. He said it was, and, and it's a. I think it's a place that I'd, I'd love to go see a game, and it's right there off the sound. Uh, they do tailgating on boats. It looks really, really cool, and uh, just a really cool place to, to be at. Um, so I, I will go with the Washington Huskies. Plus, they have a dog for a mascot, live dog, and a uh, I think that always gets brownie points with me. Yeah, I, I picked Washington
2: too, but I had a close second uh, with Colorado. But Washington took uh, took the cake for me. Anytime you could, and, and you might see this in our SEC preview, anytime you could tailgate on a boat is pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. I, you know, I, I'd love to get out there and and tailgate on a boat, go to the game, uh, go back on the boat at night. Uh, just being on the water at night is fantastic. Uh, Colorado, it's in the mountains. Boulder is supposed to be one of the most beautiful places in the country. Uh, and, and, you know, Colorado would be a close second. That stadium's really cool. You get to see Ralphie run out uh, and, and see one of the, the rich traditions of college football. Uh, plus, Colorado's pretty uh, pretty good again and expected to be uh, pretty decent again this year. Uh, let's go most interesting program.
0: Well, uh, I will go with, like you said, most interesting. So I'll go with uh, USC. Um, There's several interesting programs here, but there's questions about whether or not uh, Todd Heltz is a really top-level coach or if, you know, last year was just they were so talented um, that, you know, that's what happens when that much talent doesn't Um, self-destruct. There's – those questions but I think they're so interesting because I think Sam Darnold is just a treasure to watch uh I think he's really 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 good uh, I think he is the best quarterback in the country and I was blown away by how composed he was uh, down the stretch of last season leading that team and it seems to me like they've got a little bit more toughness than USC teams have had recently um We'll see if that continues. Cameron Smith is a really good linebacker. It's fun to watch on defense. Uh, and then they've got so many explosive athletes that are not going to stop going there regardless of who's coaching. And I do think health is going to turn out to be a pretty good fit for that program, maybe a little bit more substance than flash, which has not always been the case. Yeah, I went
2: with USC too for the reasons you said, plus it's USC and, and just like Texas, uh, the pac 12 is a little bit better when USC is good they're one of the most uh, the, the traditional powers in college football yeah. uh, you know that they play at the Coliseum uh, it, it's you know there's a lot of fans there in Hollywood connected with USC and they're back to being in the spotlight where after a couple years with Lane Kiffin, with all the Reggie Bush stuff uh, they kind of fell into that second tier the big tw- uh, the pac 12 and, and you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how far they could go with Helton, or do they go after another coach uh, after Helton has taken as far, them as far as he could. Uh, program on the rise, I have a feeling it's it's the same uh, as most interesting program. At least it is for me.
0: Well, uh, for me, it's a question of has Washington arrived or are they risen I, I don't know, but I went with Washington uh strictly because I think they're here to stay. I think that they uh the rise might have been last year and now they're you know, now they're plateaued, but I do think that they are uh, i'm going to say rising to where they are consistently in the top ten top fifteen of the country. I think chris Peterson's that good they're recruiting really well in California again uh, they're getting American samoa kids and Hawaiian kids which have always been a, a big part of any successful Pac-12 program, and Washington is getting those kids now, just like USC is. Uh, they're, they're really um, starting to recruit, not at USC's level, but fairly close to it, close enough that they can compete when they develop those kids well, which Chris Peterson is an expert at. And I will throw in, I almost chose Oregon State because I do think Gary Anderson has the Beavers, headed in the right direction. I think they'll be a top half of the Pac-12 team next year. Uh, If they were in the South, I'd feel a lot better about their chances, though. But uh, I I went with uh, with Washington because I think that they have arrived uh, and are going to continue to just get better as a consistent top 10, top 15 program under Chris Peterson, and they'll be there until he decides to leave. Yeah, you know,
2: Washington – you know, is, is a good pick too, Uh, but I I feel like they've already risen. And uh, so I picked USC and it's more of a rebirth than a rise. USC has been one of the traditional powers uh, for a long, long time in college football. And now it seems like they're getting, they're clear of the Reggie Bush scandal. They're back in full scholarships. Um, They're back to having that, that Hollywood, California swag that they need Uh, and, and, I think they're playing in, a, in the weaker division in the South right now. Arizona State, Arizona, UCLA could all be going through coaching changes. Uh, you know, is Colorado for real? Uh, you know, is Utah – can Utah sustain the success that they've had? Um, and is Whittingham – Whittingham has been there a while. Is he going to be there for, forever? So I'm going to go USC's on the rise. Uh, a lot of, the, there's been so many up and downs over the last, you know, decade or so in, in the U.S. In, yeah. in the Pac-12, but I think Oregon's time is over and USC is, is re-rising back to, to be the cream of the crop of the of the Pac-12. Uh, so, TJ, yeah. that does it for our Pac-12 and Big 12 uh, previews. Uh, we'll be back uh after the weekend with our SEC and ACC previews, we'll do it the same format: go champion of each division, coach in the hot seat, and so on and so forth. So, TJ, thanks. It's always a pleasure to talk college football. I'm glad we could expand outside of the Big Ten and open. Uh, hopefully, not you know, not not take on some somebody like Rutgers or Maryland, but open new markets uh for our our podcast as we talk about more teams as well um so thanks for joining us thanks for listening uh thanks for listening and and tune in at hoosier underscore huddle on twitter you go to hoosierhuddle.com uh for our countdown i believe tomorrow is 47 days it is flying by Uh, So, enjoy the summer while it lasts. And before you know it, IU will be running out of that tunnel against Ohio State on August 31st.
1: Man, that sunset is Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire?
0: You need Indeed.
1: (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget.